Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Now, I understand that time is on the side of Roger Goodell. Time is on the side of Roger Goodell. His season hasn't started. Their ability to pull off the draft, um, which there's no games. You don't actually have to have the human interaction, but it went off without a hitch. It's more the way in which Goodell handled it, much like he handles most things. You know, there's, there's a certain part of your brain and some people's is maybe bigger or more powerful and more part of their personality. And some people's it's a smaller part of their brain of who they are of their personality. And I don't even necessarily know if it's empathy. 
you you have to you have to listen to everyone, but that doesn't mean you have to hear everyone's complaint or everyone's wishes. As we wait and see with Adam Silver, and they're going to have a they're going to have a, a a call tomorrow with all of the players in the NBA. Can you imagine that Zoom call? Four hundred fifty uh, current players in the in the NBA. They're going to have a call tomorrow for all NBA players, and and this is this is a mistake. But this is who Adam Silver is because Adam Silver has has created a solid reputation as being a commissioner who not only listens to, but hears the players. Listens to, but hears the players. Now, look, you're going to have this at home if you're married in that you're going to have to listen to and sometimes hear your wife, but sometimes you have to tune it out. Because you have to know what's best. You know, the person who is the primary breadwinner, and it could be women in a relationship. Many of you might be a stay-at-home dad. I'm, I'm sorry if the dynamics are as such and you don't like it if you're a stay-at-home dad. But the fact is that you got to make money in order to survive. And so following it, that doesn't mean that every decision is made simply based upon the bottom line and how much money but if there's a region of the country where you can have a job and you don't have one currently or you can make substantially more, that's where you're going to live, whether you like it or not. And you just got to make it work. The NBA desperately, badly needs to be on air right now. As, as, uh, as social media uh, popular as the NBA is, the fact is their ratings have been down. And everything that's on TV right now is ratings are up because there's nothing else on. People, people would have you convinced if you simply followed social media that the NBA is closing in on the NFL and the NFL is a dying enterprise. When in fact, the NFL is the opposite, right? The NFL's numbers for a virtual draft were greater than that of all but two or three NBA regular season games. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, and you know, how many people who not, don't necessarily even like football play fantasy football, which is the hook. It, it fits into our schedule. It's better on TV. You know, it doesn't mean you want your kid to play it, but you still love it, love watching it. It's a part of who you are and what makes your city or what makes your team special. But some of that is also Roger Goodell and that he's kept his eyes on the prize. Is it fair to the folks of Jacksonville that they've consistently lost games to London? Nope. But you know what? That's the one. That's the way, one, they create a new revenue stream, a different time of day to broadcast games, and it's the only way they can keep a football team in a market the size of Jacksonville. So deal with it. There, there is some ugliness to the, the sport of football, right? It's not all perfect. But the reason that Goodell not only kept his job through the Ray Rice thing and through some of these other missteps of NFL players, the national anthem controversy, they had a year where the ratings were down, right? They struggled with the Thursday night package. The Thursday night package was struggling. And you know what he did? He parried it down from two different uh, networks to one network and got more money. If that's, that's not leadership. If that's not business sense, I don't know what is. And whatever you think of the NFL and their plan to go forward, they're going to have a season come hell or high water. 
starting at the exact same time they thought they were going to start, and they'll figure out whether or not all the fans, some of the fans, or none of the fans could make it. This, this, this may sound odd, but I watched the Jordan documentary, and I've been told that 7 and 8, which come out Sunday, make the point even more clear. Goodell and Jordan actually have a good deal in common. And at the end of the day, he's going to win, right? He's going to walk out and it wouldn't stun anyone if when he's finished being commissioner for the first time ever, the NFL is on every major network. ESPN wants to move Monday Night Football back to ABC. It's already on Fox. It's on CBS. It's on NBC. Despite the fact that former players had a lawsuit where the NFL is going to have to pay out nearly a billion dollars. And we would all conclude it is a really ridiculously dangerous sport, both while you're playing and then after you're playing. In spite of all of that, it'll be on four networks. The Super Bowl numbers continue to go up. Fantasy football makes it a ton of money. They're expanding into markets, not decreasing the market size. They're ahead of the curve in the new CBA allows them to have legalized sports gambling in the stadiums where it's legal within that state. He's ahead on so many things. Meanwhile, Adam Silver is, is, is rightfully concerned about the health of his players, but so much so that it's overwhelming him in his inability to get his league to move forward and get to the playoffs, which would be well-regarded, would spike the ratings, and would regrow the, the shrinking brand of the NBA. Look, I, 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 I talked to somebody who... Uh, is involved with the NBA. And he's like, look, Adam Silver is brilliant. He is a brilliant dude. He is, he has a strong amount of empathy within his personality, within his brain, within his being. He is, he is not a guy who you don't think that's a great dude. I just had a conversation with, but he's been so player friendly. Right? Players aren't businessmen. Some are, but by and large, the player's business is just that of a basketball player. Whereas the owners, as uh, as singularly focused as some of you may think they are, you don't have a billion or two billion or three billion or whatever million dollars if you haven't figured out how to consistently make it work through trying times, how to push through. And it doesn't mean you lack empathy, but you kind of quell that empathy in an effort to continue to make more and more money, right? Like you have to figure out a way to push through and silver dust just doesn't seem to have that bone yet. Hey fellas, let's get back to work. Well, I don't know. Let's get back to work. I, I've, I've just been told that he's lost, lost that leverage, right? That the, the players expect to not not only have him listen, but have him hear them and their concerns for their family. And look, the players, a lot of them, some of them have gotten their mo- all their money already. And and many of them, while they would lose some money, like what, what's the purpose of me coming back and playing? Instead of, and this has always been a clause for every commissioner in baseball and basketball and football, a commissioner can do something because it's in the best interest of the sport. 
Right? You can kick a guy out of the sport because it's in the best interest of the sport. You can get rid of an owner because it's in the best interest. It's, it's the ultimate because I said so card that only parents know that they have, right? Why, why do I have to read right now? Because I said so. Why, why can't I have ice cream? Because I said so. Why do we have to open up all facilities in open states and even ones that aren't? I mean, look, go to the governors. Get them declared an essential business. This is not that hard. But because you have pushback from some people, Adam Silver has his eyes slightly off the prize. His job is not to make everybody happy. His job is to make the sport better. His job is to make more money for the owners and more money for the league, which allows the players then in turn to make more money. But by, by contrast, did you see the memo that Roger Goodell sent out? Did anybody see it? I mean, look, it told teams, don't comment. Don't say nothing. You disagree? Don't care. Don't say a word. You know? Like, here's Goodell's power. They sent out a memo right before the draft. Don't anybody tip picks. Did anybody tip picks? Damn right they didn't. You know why? Because Goodell said so. Goodell's the parent that is the strong disciplinarian and does so for a reason. And his kids end up going to a good college, getting a good job. Silver's the one with super, super talented kids. Couple become entrepreneurs. One becomes a chef, drops out of college, goes to culinary school. Very talented, but kind of lacking vision and not crushing in the business world. That, that's You want to be an artist? That's cool. Running an NBA, running in the NBA, running the NFL, that's a business. The NFL needs to, the NBA needs to get back to work because the NFL at this pace, is going to be back to work even though their season's not till September. This is about leadership. You don't have to like Goodell. He's doing a better job than Adam Silver. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, get Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Cre- Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way 
a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. J.P. Morosi, John Paul Morosi, covers Major League Baseball uh, for um, for Fox. Of course, the home of the All-Star Game and of the World Series. J.P., I've, I've read Passon's story. I'm wondering what, what your sense is of where baseball is in terms of recovering. Well, Doug, good afternoon. Uh, baseball right now is, is not yet at a spot where they made a final decision on what the plan will be and even how many different iterations of the plan will exist within the plan because I think that when you consider uh, the dynamic and changing nature of, of COVID-19 and how governments and, and public health officials are responding to it, there's going to have to be 
various hinges within that that idea going forward about uh, if there are hot spots of the virus, how they would manipulate uh, the schedule to conform with that and try to get as many games in as is safe to do so. But uh, I, I do believe that, as Jeff has reported, that in the next week or so we're going to see uh, something uh, tangible that the union is going to be able to really look at and think about. But uh, it's good, too, Doug, that there's time between now and when spring training would have to get underway in a month because there's going to have to be some time uh, that goes into discussing the particulars of the agreement and also uh, making sure that on the governmental public health side that the testing protocol and capacity of the country and the various states and cities is up to the level where the commissioner has set his own standard, which is that uh, baseball will not come back until we are certain that it's not uh, compromising the bandwidth of testing for society at large. So it's a pretty high bar for, for the game to be able to get to and for, for society to get to, and I think by all accounts uh, we're not quite there yet. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, look, in, in Los Angeles you can get a test if you want it. Um, you know, and, and part of it is, look, you're planning for a future where there's a ton of unknown and you need a buildup. So they've told players to, hey, start to get yourself ready but they wouldn't be ready to go for a season until July? Well, right now, Doug, and it's a, it's a fair question, but it, it will take a degree of time to just simply begin spring training. And, and with spring training, you still have to, the, the biggest question here and the biggest concern for teams is pitching. pitching right? and, and to have enough runway for them to get ready before the season begins. And even then, you're probably going to have rosters reported at least anywhere between 29 30, 28 players to make sure that you have enough pitching to support uh, the fact that you probably have to have piggyback starts, uh, four innings and then four innings maybe, or, or your, even your best starters probably can only go four to five innings for the first month or so of the season. So it's an acknowledgement, Doug, that, that not everybody in the country and certainly outside of the country in some cases has been able to maintain the same level of workout. Uh, and I think that, that uh, there's, there's a competitive fairness question that goes into, I think, st- putting on the best and fairest competition that you can that goes far beyond simply just getting the game back on television sets. It's a matter of making sure that you've got the players in a position to play the game uh, at something approximating their usual level of doing so. No, no question. But baseball is also, I, I liken it to Costco, right? Like so much of baseball is about volume, you know, more than about one game here, one game there. Um, if they play, if they can get in starting in July, what is the, what is the prospect of the playoffs? Well, there's two different ways to look at it. Number one is that by starting in July, you could potentially go as deep as, November, which has been mentioned before in, in different plans. The other thought, and, and Jeff mentioned this in his report as well in the last couple of days, that there is, of course, the, the very real risk, according to many public health officials, of a second spike of cases or an intensifying uh, spike in cases in the, in, the, in the fall. And if that happens around November, you may want to bring the season to a conclusion by the end of October in hopes of avoiding that, if that's what the modeling says is most likely to occur. So that would then, therefore, be a uh, maybe a, a July, August, September season that's something around 80 to 90 games, and then an October playoff that is done by Halloween or thereabouts that would hopefully avoid the worst of what could be that second spike in cases. John Palmarosi joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, so the the tentative plan would they they want to play in the stadiums, 
that tentative plan, would it um, would it would it go to the three team divisions or would they go to the traditional divisions? I think Doug, the most likely scenario right now, for a variety of reasons, involves those three divisions uh, of ten teams. So all the West teams are together in one ten team division, Central and East. Uh, which simplifies travel. You may even, within those divisions, Doug, be able to find travel partners that would play more frequently. So, in other words, that your the, the same division of the Central, maybe within the Central, the Indians and Reds would play a bunch because they can drive between those two locations, and the Indians and Tigers a bunch, and vice versa. So, uh, and the White Sox and Cubs, for example. So you you would find different creative, in many cases, cross league ways to schedule the sport so that you spend a minimum amount of time on long-haul trips that, that are just arduous and, and also, uh, I guess, I suppose every, every minute and hour you spend traveling is, is a potential opportunity to be exposed to, to the virus or, or different uh, situations like that. So I think that cutting down on the travel is a significant concern. It's also cheaper uh, when you think about the overall cost of, of the endeavor that baseball is having. And, and the general idea of having the teams in their respective uh, stadiums or home stadiums is really appealing because simply, Doug, it's what the players want. The players want that. And, and if, if you're going to ask them to make other sacrifices as it relates to um, having the consistent testing and other protocols that are going to be put in place, temperature checks, all the the hardships in a, in a baseball sense, not really hardships in a life sense, but uh, in, a, in a baseball setting, if you're going to ask of them those things, that the ability to spend time with your family for half of the games is, is going to be really important to give to the players. John Palmarosi joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. J- JP, I, I guess the part that most of us are struggling with that don't live in New York, that haven't, haven't gone through kind of a hardcore case of COVID-19 is nobody's sick, right? Like the people, like they're just, the numbers aren't there. And like, we don't, you know, Tom Hanks was sick and obviously he went through it. Um, well, which of the Cuomo's was on TV? Chris Cuomo announced that his wife got sick, right? Obviously Carl Anthony Towns' mom died from it. Right? That was, but for the most part, any of these athletes, even the NBA players got it. Like nobody got really sick and they're okay. So it's hard to convince the rest of the world that we're, we're have to do all of this testing, isn't it? Well, I mean, to me, Doug, still, I mean, certainly I, I would begin by saying my, my wife is a physician, so I get, I get, uh, you know, her experiences from it every day and right. understand that, I mean, she's been involved in taking care of COVID patients. So it's, so on that level, it's a, it's of personal resonance for our family. Uh, and so, I mean, for, for me and for those that look at the numbers and understand where the projections are and, and, and when uh, even, even some of the projections that are not worst case still involve deaths into the six figures, which is just hard for anybody to possibly sure. fathom. Uh, I think that for, from that standpoint, the severity is, is obviously self-evident and real. And, and the fact that it is not... Um, hit the population of pro athletes especially hard. Um, it, it does not diminish the overall public health emergency that we have, although to your point, perhaps it, it allows athletes and the sports world to, poten- to potentially conceptualize uh, their own risk uh, a bit differently. That being said, Doug, I think, I think we're all still in a situation where uh, citizenship and, and taking care of those in our communities is of paramount concern, and just because the pro athletes uh, have not been terribly adversely affected in a personal way by this 
broadly speaking, uh, they still have the same obligations that that all citizens do to uh, wear masks in public when they're not on the field of play and and try to uh, mitigate the spread the best they can. So I I, I understand where the question is coming from, but I, I just think that in, in general the, the the statement that was made by the, the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, I think speaks to that, which is baseball as a social institution has an obligation to not cut the line, so to speak, and, and to not uh, compromise the overall ability uh, based on taking tests into the baseball world uh, to be able to take care of, of the patients uh, for the whole world, which I think is uh, still what the biggest concern is. Yeah, it's, it's really, really fast. If you had to guess, you had to guess, um, what's, what's the most likely scenario? I think, Doug, I, I'm, I'm an optimist by nature, and, and as, as I said, uh, I, I, I have my, my daily conversations and, and my, my conversation partner with my wife where she's a bit more of a realist because of what she does for a living. Um, and so I, I still think that we will have baseball games in July. I, I really do think that. And, and where and when and the exact number of games – I don't know, and, and will they have to move the game somewhere else at the end? That's a, a great question as well. But I do believe, Doug, that we will have baseball in July. JP, great stuff, man. Um, interesting we're not talking about the Astros and the cheating scandal anymore or the, the Red Sox and the, the, the light punishment they seem to get. Instead, we just want the sport back, and we, right. appreci- and we, we appreciate you joining us to, and tell your wife to be well. So thanks, Doug. We will, and thanks for the well wishes there. And always appreciate the conversation. You do a great job, of course, across all the different platforms, Doug. And great to be on the show with you today. Thanks, thanks. So much. It's John Paul Morosi on the Discover Card Guest Hotline. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? 
you are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver Airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man. It's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there, and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Clay Thompson was on um, uh, a a documentary called uh, Above the Water, a short documentary on what he's doing about his rehab and return from from his ACL injury, which was suffered last year in the NBA Finals in Game 6. It just kills me inside when I see other teams making... Many talking heads and some of my peers saying the dynasty is over. They had a great run. I'm just eager to prove everyone wrong again. Look, I actually agree with Clay. I think the Warriors are going to be really good. My fear with this year was that Steph would get worn down from trying to carry the team. And that didn't happen because he got hurt. So they ran the benefit of Steph basically missed the year and kind of recharged his battery. Like, look, the the Warriors, they won two, would have won a third title if they didn't get hurt. Sorry, Toronto, if that bother your feelings, don't care. Went to six games with half their team and actually most of their team getting all banged up. Kevin Durant played one half of one game. He plays, they win. Klay Thompson plays the whole time, they still may win. There's a bunch of other injuries. Looney, I don't even need to get into. If they were healthy, the Warriors are better than they win. And then their their dynasty still probably breaks up. They won two, and they almost take a sabbatical. Yes, Clay suffered an ACL, but an ACL has not been a career eliminator, has not minimized others' careers when it's been suffered in the middle. 
Do I think Steph will ever be a unanimous MVP again? No. I I actually like the addition of Andrew Wiggins, not as their best player or second best player, but as their third best scorer. Don't mind at all. And they're very likely to get a top three pick in the upcoming draft, which doesn't mean they'll get a star, but gives them the chance to move that pick or keep it and have some more youth off the bench with a very young, talented player. But I think the reason we liked the dynasty originally is the reason we didn't like the dynasty with Kevin Durant. And it wasn't just adding a guy who you had beaten and won a championship to a 73-win team. To, to me, that wasn't what it was about. It's This is kind of unspoken about the Bulls. Yes, the Bulls added Rodman. Yes, the Bulls traded for, for Cartwright. Yes, the Bulls made some additions. And, you know, whether it was John Paxson starting over Craig Hodges the year they won it. And then they, but they drafted B.J. Armstrong. Horace Grant, Scottie Pippen. Uh, Scottie Pippen was a draft day trade, but Horace Grant, Jordan, Pippen, Tony Kukoc, those are all Bulls draftees. They were a homegrown team. He didn't just like them because it was MJ. You liked him because those guys were, they came up together. Like the, the, the Celt, the big three for the Celtics. When you had Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett to go with Paul Pierce, who was a life for Celtic, and Rondo was a draft pick of the Celtics. But we don't have this great affinity for them or for the Miami Heat that were kind of put together. But for the most part, I think we one of the big infatuations with the Bulls was, I know Rodman was added in and others, Ron Harper was added into the mix, but a lot of their talent was homegrown. And I, I think that we'll have a, if the Warriors get back to making a run, back with their core three dudes, four dudes, I think you'll have a much stronger affinity for that Warriors team than you did for the last Warriors team, even if it's only the addition of Kevin Kevin Durant. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Peter King joins us um, here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio, Football Morning in America, and for NBC Sports. Peter, what's your reaction to pass interference review uh, being taken back out of the game? Well, they never they 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 didn't do what they said they were going to do. And when this was passed uh, in March of 2019 at the league meetings in Phoenix, uh, we were told. Everybody in the league was told, the media was told, we had a lot of interviews uh, in Phoenix, I remember it, with uh, Sean Payton and with Rich McKay of the competition committee, uh, owners, and hey, great, we're finally going to be able to get a fail-safe for this terrible play. Nobody ever said that day, we're only going to call this in big games, or if it's a 20-point game in the fourth quarter, we're going to ignore it. Nobody ever said that, but that's exactly how they officiated it. And I blame Roger Goodell, Al Riveron, Rich McKay. Uh, I, I, I don't really necessarily blame McKay because he was on the rules committee that changed the rule. I blame the league for uh, changing a rule and not enforcing it because there were three or four plays last year DeAndre Hopkins in the end zone in the Houston-Baltimore game uh, where he was absolutely undressed in the end zone and wasn't called. Uh, It's just, you know, time and again last year we saw it. 
and you know, shame on the NFL, honestly, for approving a rules change and then never adjudicating said rules change. It was a dumb. Uh, it was a. It was just a dumb thing for the NFL to do. If you're, if you are going to change the rule, then change the rule. Peter and King they didn't. Peter King joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, now that we've all had a chance to kind of catch our breath, right, and and really kind of take in the NFL draft, what 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 are people in the league saying about the Jordan Love pick in Green Bay? Oh, everybody was surprised, and I think most people feel that that kind of pick was a year or two early. But honestly, uh, it's 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 so much like what has happened with the two mentors um, of Brian Gutekunst, the Packers general manager. And make no mistake, Doug, this was Brian Gutekunst's call. Right. This was not Matt Lafleur's call. Brian Gutekunst has uh, has the ability uh, contractually, uh, you know, to take whoever he wants. He's he's the boss. And, you know, early on in his uh, scouting career, he saw Ron Wolf trade a first-round pick for a fat second-round quarterback who had a poor rookie year in Atlanta, Brett Favre. Sure. And then, you know, the next his next mentor, that was with Ron Wolf. his next mentor was Ted Thompson. And in 2005, you know, with Brett Favre really having probably three or four years left, even though even at the time he was he was posturing that he might not play and all that stuff, um, they drafted Aaron Rodgers. So the Green Bay Packers basically have always been about the long haul. And even though it would have been far better for them for now, for a 13-3 and team with a massive wide receiver problem, it would have been better if they took T. Higgins uh, Brian Gudikin said, you know, I got to care also about 2028. This is what I'm going to do. Peter King, our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Cam Newton it came out today. He's willing to at least consider being a backup quarterback. But, you know, look, there's, there's a mental change that you have to make where the backup quarterback has to get the starter ready. None of these teams with young starters want to have a former league MVP behind them. Um, what, what, where are the two? He's talking about perfect situations. Where where are the perfect situations to be a backup that still exists? I don't see a single one. I mean, if I'm Cam Newton, I'm not signing anywhere right now. Just wait. It'd be right? a mistake. Yeah. He should he should wait. He should wait and see if somebody gets hurt. Can you imagine if Gardner Minshew if he signs in Jacksonville and Gardner Minshew gets hot at the beginning of the season? How do you think Cam Newton is going to enjoy holding a clipboard for Gardner Minshew. I mean, and I'm not criticizing Gardner Minshew. I love Gardner Minshew. Sure. But I'm saying that this is the guy who was the MVP five years ago who apparently is healthy. But the problem right now with this offseason, Doug, and everybody is trying to look for all these theories, geez, why is nobody signing him? There's two basic reasons. Number one, they can't give him a physical. And number two, they can't really talk to him face-to-face, man-to-man to find out are you going to be okay if you don't start here? So the way to fix this is to wait for quarterback X to tear his ACL on September 18th. And I'm 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 trying not to be snide. No, no, no. But you just be honest. I don't so, mean to so, be, look, I, but, yeah, we we went through this, Peter. Which which you're like, look, uh, I don't think I, I don't think some of these offenses are a great fit for him. You know, whether it's West Coast or whether it's Kyle Shanahan's, but. 
you know, between Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, uh, some of these, you know, um, you know, uh, Josh Allen in, in Buffalo. And, and look, I understand that, that, that if, if they thought Brandon Bean thought so highly of him during his time in Carolina, he might already have gotten the call. Maybe he has to, to be there, but now you can, now you can essentially be everybody's potential replacement instead of limiting exactly. yourself to one team. Yeah, that's, and that's why if I'm Cam Newton, I'm just sitting back waiting, stay in good shape, uh, enjoy life, and uh, you don't have to kill yourself in training camp. And then maybe, maybe, uh, you know, on whatever, September 25th or October 13th, all of a sudden you got a team, maybe there's a really good team out there that loses its quarterback and says we're signing Cam Newton. Peter King, our guest in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Saints, Buccaneers. We don't know much about the schedule, which is going to be released tonight. We do know that Saints, Buccaneers is Sunday afternoon on Fox to start the season. Um, I, I know that Brady's already trying to get ahead of things, breaking into the wrong person's home to get Byron left, which is info. <laughs> How challenging do we really think, look, there's going to be a limit to the, whatever OTAs and offseason stuff there is, even in Florida where everything's opening up. Um, it's a different crew of wide receivers, different style, right? He's loved that underneath stuff with slot guys that don't exist. How and and even in New England, they were slow to start. What are your expectations for Brady early on in Tampa? I think he's going to play great. I, I think he's. Uh, I would be. I'd be very surprised if he didn't have, you know, an excellent year, like a top five quarterback year. These are weapons he really hasn't had in New England collectively. When has he had three tight ends like this? Now, who knows if they'll keep all three. But when has he ever had three tight ends and two of the top ten receivers in football? And everybody said, well, Mike Evans, yeah, but Chris Godwin, one of the top ten receivers, absolutely. Precise root runner, he's going to be great for Tom Brady. And, you know, look, when is the last time New England had the kind of Physical six four six five, Randy Moss type, but you know Mike Evans is more physical than Randy Moss was, but he's going to win all the jump balls that Brady puts up there. I, I don't know how Tom Brady couldn't have an incredible year. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't fathom how he's not going to play really well for this team. Uh, on the, conversely, you know New England loses. And the director of college scouting, the Dante Scarnecchia retires. You know, you you lose Brady. You weren't going to have Gronk, but Gronk wants to come back and play for for Tampa, so you let him go. They've lost a lot. I, I trust that Belichick has a plan to rebuild this thing, but what's it going to look like during this season? I don't think anybody really knows that yet. I think it's a great question that you ask, and I don't know. I think that I think. The Patriots this year are going to try to win 17-13 games. Look at how they drafted. Um, you know, they went so heavy on defense. Uh, I, I, would, I would assume that he's going to try to play very much meat and potatoes football. They don't have a good receiving core. They don't have a tight end answer. And we, they may have one with one of these rookies, but I shouldn't say they don't have one. We don't know if they have one yet. Uh, but now they've got two young prospects there. I mean, look, this is this is a team that is set up to try to win seventeen to thirteen and set up to try to play for the future 
Um, I, and I'm not saying it's impossible they'd make the playoffs, but man, their talent uh, is is really diminished from what it was three or four years ago. No question about it. The great Peter King joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Ben Roethlisberger coming off of um, Tommy John surgery. He did throw for 5,000 yards, threw a couple too many picks going back two years ago. Does anybody know what Big Ben looks like or throws like? Uh, Jay, Jay Glazer kind of, and I think some of his tongue-in-cheek said, you know, his off-season program is more like do do a yoga class, play some golf, and drink beer. You know, he looks like a big grizzly bear. Like, do we know what he, what are the expectations for him to look like here? Late stage in his career, coming off of surgery, quarterbacks usually don't have. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a, that's a really good question. Now, I saw what Jay uh, said, and I have absolutely no idea if that's, if that's true. If, if Roethlisberger's in bad shape, I, I don't, I wouldn't know. But, you know, when you're 38 years old, you better devote an awful lot of time in the offseat, and you're coming off a year where you barely played. You better devote an awful lot of time to it. And we'll see if Ben has. We may not know until August 20th, but it's going to be crucial for him to be in good shape when he reports cuz you this year i don't think you're going to we're going to see teams be able to use training camp to get players in shape you you've uh, written about in your columns that Sean Payton swears by Taysom Hill and they put their money where their mouth is where he got money and Jameis Winston really got third string type money and and look we've talked about how the league is evolving and if you look at Taysom Hill when he was healthy in college he was dynamic uh what what what's your honest feeling though on Sean Payton? Does are we to believe that he believes that a guy who was like a slash right now can truly become his next quarterback? He's going to have a chance to be that, um, but there's no. It's like Bill Parcells used to say: they don't sell insurance for that stuff. He's not going to go down on his sword. If I mean, let's say that let's say that this year Breeze goes down and somebody's got to play two games. Or, or say somebody's got to play four games. Well, Taysom Hill's almost certainly going to have the first shot. And if he stinks through two weeks, he'll play Jameis Winston. And, you know, so Peyton, Peyton uh, believes strongly in Taysom Hill, believes in him, you know, extremely. He believes in him a lot. But he also understands that because he's never done it before, he's not going to leave himself unprotected. And again, I don't know that in 2021 that um, that taste is that it'll be Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Sure, I, I really don't know, but he will not leave himself unprotected. He will not go into 2021 with Taysom Hill and nobody at quarterback. Awesome stuff, Peter. You're healthy. You're good. You're you're well. Yeah, everything is going good in Brooklyn, kind of in the belly of the beast, and. You know, being uh, being an at-home sports writer, I covered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers draft from the seventh floor of an apartment building in Brooklyn. It's a weird, weird time in our country and in our lives. Well, stay safe. We love your work, and we appreciate you joining us. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it, Doug. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver Airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man. It's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, 
Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We are in the middle, obviously, of a pandemic. We are in the middle of some form of recession, whether long or short term. 30 million people have applied for uh, unemployment benefits, and that number is growing, not shrinking. And even as economies begin to start back up, it's going to be a different landscape when we return fully online. And I think sports are an inch. It's sports are interesting as well. How, what it's, what it's going to look like, you know, Dennis Dodd's going to join us upcoming uh, from CBS, uh, CBS sports. And he covers college, college sports, college football for a living. But it, to me, it's going to be fascinating, kind of a, a parallel to to uh, what you're going to look at in college sports or professional sports is what we're going to look like in the business world. Here's the easiest one. Malls. So malls were struggling. Malls were struggling before the pandemic. They just were. And many of them who have found a way to survive have done so with more restaurants and some entertainment, right? Because the shopping that you do in Banana Republic, in Gap, in J. Crew, Nordstrom, whatever, you can do online. One click sent to your house, you don't like it, you return it. You don't have to even have to move. And yes, yeah, some of us like to window shop and walk around, but window shopping and shopping are two completely different things. And malls are these big albatrosses across the United States. Some of the big box stores have turned into fitness centers or uh, trampoline parks or whatever. Some of them sit idle and some have been made into, you know, massive Dave and Busters, a, a way in which you can get a lot of foot traffic. Now you factor in that people aren't able to go to restaurants. They've been shopping online anyway. And you start to wonder if they'll come back at all, right? What will happen with these massive and of course, how that affects commercial real estate and all the other parts of commercial real estate, which are important for our economy. This is interesting. What does our, what does the business world, what do entrepreneurs look like in 2021 and beyond? Sports is much the same. Like, I don't think what's happened to malls wasn't going to happen eventually. It just sped up the process. It's like the body had died. We simply sped up the decay because it wasn't properly covered, wasn't put into a coffin, wasn't buried six feet down. Instead, it was left out in the open and the decay happened a lot quicker. That's what's happened to malls. The same is going to happen to sports, especially collegiate sports. I read an article and Dennis Dodd actually tweeted it out. A former women's coach, division one, division three. And she wrote this really interesting op-ed piece on how the, the reality of, Hey, you just can't have a bunch of athletes come back to campus. Like nothing's wrong. When they all go to the same training table, they'll all go to the same athletic uh, training area where they can get the same tape job. They, you know, they get the same facilities and it, this just not going to work. Well, guess what? I'll just be completely honest with you. You don't matter that much. You don't. I don't, I actually believe this has been a long time coming. Very quietly. Coaches have been speaking out 
against Title IX without saying the words Title IX. You know, and it's not just Title IX. It's also men's sports. And it sucks because like, look, I went to a school where the wrestling is unbelievable. The College Wrestling Hall of Fame is basically on the campus of Oklahoma State. And many of the great wrestlers, Daniel Cormier, of course, Randy Couture, th- those guys were Oklahoma State wrestlers. Wrestling is, an, I'm not saying it's an unbelievable sport. And I actually think, uh, I, I could be wrong, I'd be, I would guess Oklahoma State wrestling actually makes money because for the big dual meets, they'll sell out the arena. But most of them just hemorrhage money. I mean, don't get started on college softball and soccer and lacrosse, track and field, right? I mean, track and field. This It's going to look, business is going to look different. Schools are going to look different. I mean, why do they want the kids back on campus? It's not because they can't operate and have and have classes. They make money when they're back on campus, you dopes, right? We built these dorms, and now the dorms are ridiculous, right? They're all beautiful new apartments, and they got pools, and some of the off-campus apartments have, like, lazy rivers. I don't know if you've ever been to any of these college apartments in the South. Like, they're unbelievable. They're really, really... All the sorority and fraternity houses. I went to the University of Alabama. I hadn't been there in... 15 years, it got read like the fraternity houses and sorority houses are unbelievable. They're all brand new, redone. Somebody has to occupy them. They got to pay the bills. The same will happen with collegiate sports. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.